0: x Bam. And the futures of rock and roll welcome to do Taney episode 89. On today's show, Simone reports on Taco Bell's latest venture in underachieving. A new discovery is made in the Honus Wagner saga. And Steffi found a cookbook in which each recipe is made with jizz. And now,
1: here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury.
0: Hello, Simone. How are you, Dong?
1: I'm Dong very well. Thank you, Stephanie. How are you, Dong?
0: Um, We got a special email last week from listener Laura... Well, she left it on the Facebook page about how she was actually related to Honus Wagner <laughs> we were yes. talking about last week. What are the chances?
1: I know. I can't I mean, you know, I mean, you know, I, we have a good number of listeners, but to to, to have some <laughs> random really ancient baseball player that we talked about have a relative listen to our show is is pretty mind-boggling. So that was very exciting.
0: So, gets, and, she and, used to hear us disparage his weird name.
1: I know. She said, "I'll never, I'll never hear my distant relative's name the same way again." Because we were talking about how "honus" rhymes with "onus," which uh, sounds like "anus." So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you also talked about the Wagner's in a wagging dog. So we really went all it out. We really it wagging destroyed dong. it. <laughs>
0: Wag, wag, wag. So
1: sorry sorry about that, Laura, but she seemed to enjoy it, so that's
0: good. Oh, good, good, good. Do you have Taco Bell news? I do, so time. it's time. It's been bus. a long
1: time coming, but it's time for another edition of Taco Bell News. <laughs>
0: Think outside the bun. Why haven't we had Taco Bell news in a while? I don't um, know why. I've
1: forgotten to look for it, so, you know, yeah. just kind of... Yeah, I guess I've just kind of dropped the ball or the bell. We might we might. <laughs> 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 um yeah, so Taco Bell promises to make their their menu relatively more healthy by 2020. They gonna take 7 years to seven roll years out out yeah they're oh. seven years out
0: they um oh my god that's really <laughs> bad that's like that's I terrible that's like trying to build a cross continental railroad or something <laughs>
1: <laughs> it so is it so is so yeah they want to um have like a third of their menu just contain one third of the government's recommended dietary guidelines oh, for the, what your daily oh calories god. and uh and sodium so uh yeah that's the plan and apparently it's going to take them seven years uh, to unveil it so i think the idea is that you can have a taco bell meal and that it fits into your uh that it fits into the the guidelines for what you should eat per day because i think currently if you tried to eat you know that at taco bell you'd you know you've really done like more than half of your calories so But I always save a bunch because I don't eat the meat, and you don't either. So, um, you know, it's like you can already do it. (laughs) I know. Yeah. It's like you don't (sighs) need to wait seven years and do a big unveiling of your menu. Just get a Mexican pizza with no meat, it's only like 500 calories.
0: Just get a bean burrito. I think it's like 350.
1: Yeah. See, there are ways. So anyway, so that's my Taco Bell news—not major news, but it is interesting. So.
0: <laughs> oh my god! I, no, I think it's just so Taco Bell for them to put it seven years out, as if it's a gigantic unveiling, like they're building some kind of space shuttle or something. Like what the? I know. Uh,
1: I think for uh, the level of shit that that, that their food is, it maybe it is that hot. Neil Hamburg goes on such a Taco Bell retweeting of sickness the other day. Like, he had like I think he had like forty just in a row then like, they were all current and nothing
0: else makes people sick like Taco Bell it doesn't seem to yeah. just anytime he searches for that there's a million people saying Taco Bell made them sick yeah god and I wonder pretty- how long
1: until, uh, after I have the baby that I'll have Taco Bell again well, what's funny is um, when months. I
0: had Lolly, Carrie brought me Taco Time in the hospital, which is like the Pacific Northwest equivalent of Taco Bell. <laughs> she brought me some in the hospital. It was so nice. <laughs> wow.
1: My my request for the hospital is brie cheese with the, with a French Ooh. stick. Because so, I've been missing the soft cheeses and there have been a few instances oh, where funny. there's been brie in front of me. I'm like, I just want one one... Taste of the brie, oh,
0: so yeah. I
1: Greg's gonna bring me a brie wheel.
0: <laughs> we had champagne too in the little fridge. Yeah, I've over heard there about that.
1: From. I've heard about that. But yeah. You can
0: have that while you're pregnant.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can have a little bit here and there. I had a sip of um, prosecco at the baby shower. So, oh. but like, I was given a big glass. I'm like, I can't drink this. You can't really enjoy it though, because you just feel kind of like. Uh, I do this so yeah it's not you, the same you do it and then you don't enjoy it so it's just it's not so great
0: <laughs> yeah you just worried the whole time yeah I think so. they're the same
1: I mean all these studies are coming out you know that where they where they cut the drinking off they're like the, the people they count as not drinking are people that have two drinks a week like it's so minor <laughs> to them that in the studies that's not even counting as someone who drinks and how it affects the pregnancy but even so it's like I couldn't I couldn't quite do it oh that's funny
0: so, because the last time i went to the doctor i was like i'm gonna be honest about how much i drink and how much i smoke and how much coffee i have Uh and so i i told him that i go i drink maybe like you know four on the weekends that i do drink but i don't drink during the week or anything he's like oh that's nothing and he goes how much coffee do you have i was like maybe like four cups a day and i thought that was a lot he's like oh no that's nothing. Uh, And he goes, how much do you smoke? And I go, maybe a pack a year. He's like, that's just wasting your time. That doesn't even count. I'm not even going to write that down. <laughs> that's so
1: great that they didn't write it down. Because I, I told the doctor a few years ago that I just smoke socially. Like maybe, you know for a month, you know, like mm-hmm. like, a, like a few in a night and then none for weeks and she just kept right. putting like, you know, t- spoke to patient about smoking cessation. I'm like, fuck this, I don't smoke. <laughs> Like, oh, your yeah, patient counseled about smoking cessation. cessation. I'm like, no. So then I just kept lying and saying I didn't because I hated that I was being treated like I smoked when I clearly fucking never did. You know? <laughs> oh, I want your doctor that just, you know, is realistic. So, um, yeah, goddamn.
0: They're acting like they had a big intervention for you counsel patient <laughs> about smoking cessation. <laughs> wow. Oh, I'll give you my God. doctor's number. <laughs> Please, it sounds like
1: it's worth the trip. God, I don't need to be made feel guilty for a couple of cigarettes a month. I don't think I'm going to smoke again, though, for a long time. It doesn't interest me anymore. You know, even, yeah. even before I was pregnant, the, the few I had was just like, I hate this. This is just, I hate the taste of this. Like, I, I like the act of doing it, but then I don't really enjoy what? it that much. So,
0: yeah. It's so funny because any... Oh, any Italian roast coffee that I have tastes just like cigarette filters to me. Ugh. And I, I, tweeted that, and someone was like, "Oh yeah," I told, like they agreed. So now I'm gonna, I'm on a mission. But it's always been the Italian roast. Uh huh. So I, don't, I wonder if anyone else agrees with that. But I kind of, you know, it's kind of gross, but then you kind of like it. So maybe that yeah. goes to show how the habit sets in. Um, yeah, but yeah. Listener Jonah had um, Taco Bell news for me in the form of a receipt she emailed me today and she goes oh my gosh I used my debit card at Taco Bell and this is how it showed up on my bank statement $8.89 to this is in all capitals Taco Makers of Highland Park, Illinois (laughs)
1: like when you buy porn at a hotel or something and they put it discreetly on your uh, (laughs) credit card statement. That's what that that sounds like. Yeah. Like if you like say you're on an expense account or something, and I've never bought, um, um, hotel I say room porn, but but they, they they always says like it will appear on your bill as this, like you know if you if you see it anywhere or anywhere you're you're talking about buying porn, it says will appear on your bill like this, you know so it doesn't as read Happy porn. Gilmore
0: or something or old dogs, yeah yeah something
1: innocuous something worse
0: than the porn title. <laughs>
1: that's what that sounds like it's like it's not it's trying not to humiliate you that you that you went to taco
0: bell That's exactly that's exactly what it <laughs> sounds like reputation saving measure okay wow. um i we were in chat the other day and i i sent you the link to this amazon book i go have you heard of this and you're like you clicked on it and you go let's save it for the podcast i'm not going to look at it anymore yeah yeah <laughs> And so, I would like to tell the listeners what it was. The title of this book is Natural Harvest, and this is the first paragraph of the introduction. Semen is not only nutritious, but it also has a <gasps> wonderful texture and amazing cooking properties. Like fine wine and cheeses, the taste of semen is complex and dynamic. Semen is inexpensive to produce and is commonly available in <laughs> in many, if not most, homes and restaurants. Despite all of these positive qualities, semen remains neglected as a food. This book hopes to change that. Once you overcome any initial hesitation, you will be surprised to learn how wonderful semen is in the kitchen. Semen is an exciting ingredient that can give every dish you make an interesting twist. If you are a passionate cook and are not afraid to experiment with new ingredients, you will love this cookbook. Notice. This cookbook is written for consenting diners of semen. Please do not add semen to your guest food without informing them beforehand. All the recipes in this book have all been tested by the author and friends of the author. Friends of the author? <laughs> That's their disclaimer. I so this, this book appears some to of be self published. Um, I'm guessing no publishing houses would want to take a gamble on it, but it's really well done, it's beautifully photographed. <laughs> And it's completely serious. I really think it's completely serious. Um, let's see. Okay. I want this it was to be in, real. I think it's completely real. Um, it says, Seafood and semen are made for each other. Adding <laughs> semen to common appetizers is a great way to get the conversation started at your next dinner party. Semen will surely become the main attraction and may even steal the show. A good dessert is the climax of any meal.
1: The climax.
0: I don't know. I'm sure they meant to do that, but um, <laughs> for maximum freshness, for maximum freshness, and the greatest visual appeal, add the semen right before serving. If the dining situation allows for more intimacy, you may wish to add the semen at the table, which makes for a truly memorable dessert.
1: Oh, I'm just picturing this and little like this crystal bowl <laughs> with a with a little teaspoon to like you know add it like sugar. <laughs>
0: So it says, it has a little paragraph on storing semen. It oh, says, yeah. Fresh semen should be eaten or cooked within a few hours since the taste quickly deteriorates. Once chilled, semen can be stored for up to three days in the fridge. Chef's note, keep a small container in the freezer and simply add ejaculate into the container every morning and then return it to the freezer. This way, you will always have sufficient amounts of semen for cooking. Also, the frozen semen can be mixed with syrup and shaped ice to make yummy ice cream cones.
1: Oh, this sounds fake. This is—it sounds fake, much. doesn't
0: it? Okay, yes. I'll put a link. I'll put how a much? Link how on. much are you
1: supposed to put in any given recipe? Because I mean, they have tons you know, of
0: recipes. They, like,
1: what uh, quantities do you need? Like cups, tablespoons, teaspoons? What are they asking yeah, for? I mean, that's a lot like to come a, up with.
0: Yeah, teaspoons of semen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yep. What a great that was! Such a great (laughs) great album title. (laughs) Yep. Teaspoons of semen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I know. God damn it! Well, yeah, we've got a link to that obviously on the website. I, I kind of want to get the book. I want to learn more about this. I'm so fascinated. I'm so glad we <laughs> saved this for the show.
0: <laughs> no, it was say, it said all this stuff like um, you know, cow's milk r- might seem disgusting in some cultures, just like semen might seem disgusting in some cultures. So they were making little <laughs> allegories that seemed plausible. Like I could see a crazy <laughs> person trying to say that. I don't know. Oh, man. More investigation is necessary.
1: Definitely, definitely, definitely. I'm gonna Google it and see if I can find like. There's a whole culture of people that are into this. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> on the subject of fine dining, um, <laughs> we've really kept it nice, and we've gone from Taco Bell to semen, and now to uh, to food and wine. Um, yes. On the way to my doctor's appointment last week, we drove past a place called the Wine Hotel, and. I looked it up, and it's a place to, like, store wine, but Greg and I just can't get over it, because we were sort of thinking, if you have enough money to, like, have a good wine collection that needs, like, the perfect storage, like, shouldn't you be able to, like, have some sort of proper storage in your own house, you know what I mean? Like, just the idea of, like, having to take it to this hotel just seemed so excessive. So...
0: Yeah, they're small Yeah, what they're the smallest... heck? Like it's a bunker, like a safe deposit box or something?
1: <laughs> it's, uh, it says, the White Hotel is a storage facility conveniently located on West 3rd Street. The storage portion of the building is kept at 55 degrees and 60 to 65% humidity. So, yeah. And the smallest unit is 36 cubic feet and is 495 to $695 a year. And there's a two-year waiting list for that.
0: What?
1: Yes. And then the next size up is 72 cubic feet, and it's 12.95 to 13.95, which holds approximately 40 to 45 cases of wine. Uh. So, I don't know. That just fucking blew my mind that such a place existed. Yeah. Because like, if you just got some shitty apartment, like, why are you collecting fine? I don't know. I just feel like if you've got a shitty small apartment, like, are you really having this super expensive? You know, wine collection, can you really afford to be like paying for separate rent for your wine? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know. I, mean, I couldn't who... compute. It's just such a funny thing. When people get really into wine, it, it just kinda cracks me up. Because Yeah. Um, yeah, just the person who would take it that seriously to go store it in a wine hotel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just I can't imagine being very good friends with someone like that. That's just me. <laughs> yeah.
1: How into wine are you?
0: zero zero i'm not a wine person like i want i don't like beer very much and i don't like wine very much i like yep. liquor <laughs> like yeah, cocktails same. but um yeah, yeah. and i'm kind of like, I like white wine which makes me feel like an old lady but, yeah um, well i
1: like white i like the sweeter the wine the better the white wine
0: yes, um but agreed. i've kind of
1: matured a little so i've gone from like where i used to be able to Drink the two buck truck from Trader Joe's. Um, mm-hmm. Now I kind of almost can't drink that. I'm sort of like, oh, no, it's a bit low. But so I'm more like a seven to ten dollar bottle of wine person, you know? <laughs> Yeah, actually no. We get a lot of five dollar, five and six dollar bottles of wine at bottles of wine at Trader Joe's. So that's sort of my limit. Trader Joe's has a lot of great wine for low prices. You know, beyond the two buck truck. So, I my standards are still very low, but I have sort of <laughs> things that I that I do and don't like, but I don't really understand them. But I kind of want to get into wine, like not to be complete wines snob, but just to appreciate sure. it a bit better. Yeah. But
0: yeah. I mean, I'm that way with beer too. Like I wish yeah. I liked beer more. I feel left out because I, I don't yeah. like sit around and crave beer like everybody else.
1: Yeah, no, I, I was so anti-beer and I just started... Because when you go to parties and things, it's the easiest... That and wine are the two easiest things to just, you know, you know, drench a party in, you know? So I'd end yeah. up drinking beer just because it was free the booze available and then I kind of got into it so you know when it's hot in the summer I love like just sitting and cooling off with a nice frosty beer in a glass that I put <laughs> in the freezer for about 20 minutes oh man that's the stuff
0: yeah <laughs> I watch people do that and I want to like that I'm, but I'm just like I'd rather there be Dr. Pepper in that glass than beer
1: <laughs> oh right yes yeah. so, you know I like the warm buzz that comes along with it so, you know,
0: oh yeah okay I like yeah. the buzz Yes, it's
1: all part of it. So, but anyway, no need for a beer hotel.
0: <laughs> beer hotel. Okay, Jonah sent yes. me um, a synopsis of her horrible weekend. <laughs> oh boy! And I enjoyed this so much. I asked her if I could have permission to read it on Donkey. <sighs> she kills me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you've met Jonah. She came down, and we all went to Richard Simmons yes. together. Oh, I should put that picture on the on okay. Yes. Simone and Jonah and Richard Simmons and me all together. So this is Jonah telling me the other day Stephanie, I have to tell you about last weekend because I've been holding it in and that's not good for my colon (laughs) I was thinking about you during this experience because when we were staying with our friends and we we didn't like the girl who loved Jillian Michaels and then we found her food diary I love the part where where she wrote down handful of kids cereal anyway (laughs) We stayed with Mark's friends on their farm in Indiana. Mark is her boyfriend. They're this couple he met while he was in undergrad at design school. She makes jewelry, a fucking course. He builds stuff, I'm not sure what, and they live on this fucking farm and shit. And they invited us to come out and stay for a night and she would do Mark's taxes. But I was so all stomach stomach-achy about going because they're not fun or funny and they kind of think they know everything about everything because they're older and have decided not to have kids and live on a farm and shit also they're the kind of people who say shit like we're artists we love artists all our friends are artists we love art so much (laughs) so anyway the wife janet starts by giving us a tour of the farm even though we've been there a million times she shows us where they're planting shit and starts freaking out when our dog walks over vegetable beds so it was super awkward because i didn't know what was grass and what was a seedling and she was screaming at my dog one minute and the next minute she was ripping things out of the ground and telling me to taste it you can eat this raw Yeah, but it's been outside, in the dirt, so I pretend to take a bite of a grass thing to be polite, but she watched me and said, you didn't get a bite, you have to actually take a bite. So I had to eat this stuff out of the dirt, because I was too scared not to. So then we go into the barn, and the dog drank some water out of a bucket that had a dead mouse in it, and they got mad because it was their water and their dead mouse or some shit. (laughs) Wow! these people then they showed us all their fucking art projects and talked for like three hours about all the shit they're going to do then we go in the house and she gets out all of her jewelry samples and starts talking about how she loves art and she just loves it so much and mark suggested that she make a bracelet out of this little piece of metal and she was like well i need to make stuff i can make super fast and sell it for a lot of money ha 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 art Uh (laughs) One of these things I don't like about these people Is that they're the kind of people who have to be the expert On everything they talk about And if you try to give anything to the conversation They'll say no I think that's wrong It's actually like this And then they're the yes. expert again Ugh. So the guy started talking to me about Burning Man And how it's a community And you don't have oh, to, yes. to wear clothes And one time a topless girl with a ball gag in her mouth Offered him a cherry from a bowl And it was. he said it was the most enlightening moment of my life Fuck these people <laughs> need to be killed Fucking hate them so she fucking said, much. also, this is my personal favorite part. She goes, also, he was sitting on the couch with his guitar and said to me as I randomly walked past, trying to learn these jazz chords. They're really hard. <laughs> oh! <laughs> also, when he put music on, he said, I'm just going to turn vinyl for the rest of the day, okay? <laughs> she was saying that they're like, they talk about how they eat everything that they've grown from the farm. And she and Mark were really, really hungry because all they've been eating is vegetables and rice noodles while they're staying there. (laughs) and then she said the next day they were both hung over and snapping at each other and that was hilarious it reminded me of the couple from Best in Show he was making breakfast and she was telling him to saute the shiitake mus- mushrooms and he said when did you want me to make the eggs though and she goes I'm fucking telling you to do the mushrooms so would you just focus for five seconds <laughs> They were really straightforward about they wanted us to do as guests. They asked us to do the dishes twice and they told us to strip the bed and they made us wait while they checked their yard for dog poop before we could leave. <laughs> she goes, now I know I can't handle much of them because they're kind of assholes and it's so depressing that not everyone agrees with me, especially Mark. I said a few things on the way home to test the waters and he goes, yeah, they're characters. <laughs>
1: oh, characters?
0: It cuts. It yeah, the- <laughs> so that was like, the first story <sighs> god but i really I was, hate those people i know i was laughing out silently the whole time i was doing this and i felt i felt like sick to my stomach because i can just picture being in that house and wanting to escape and you're trapped and yeah anyway
1: oh well thanks for sharing that jonah i'm really really sorry i i i'd, I'd, I'd probably have an anxiety attack if i had to be around those people for an overnight stay. Oh man.
0: Poor Jonah.
1: Poor Jonah. I, I totally understand her stomach ache. I could totally as soon as you said that part I was like, yep, yep, totally. Yep. Totally. <laughs> 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 oh boy. Well, going from stomach aches to butt aches, um, oh, boy. I have a story about a a murder in Russia. The murder occurred um, As a man Who was jealous uh, Thinking his friend was Sort of cracking onto his girlfriend Uh, He was drunk And angry and I guess He decided to attack the man by Literally Kicking him in the ass He shoved his foot in the man's Anus and the man
0: Died (gasps) Yes Wow Yes okay did he kick him like cartoon style that just happened to go up there or did he seem to be premeditated with getting his that's what i don't his...
1: understand and here's his here, i feel like i've got as much information as i can get on the when greg sent me the link there is a video of them interviewing everyone involved so the guy is sitting in his in his jail cell, and they ask him about it, and he's like, "I'm not talking to you." And like, "Do you, do you repent?" And he's like, "Yes, I repent." And you know, and saying things. This is all in Russian. There's all subtitles, and he's saying, "I don't think this would have happened, you know, if uh, if I was sober." And they interview the girlfriend. They interview the neighbors who are kind of snickering about it, and it's just so fucking weird because it's Russia. So I guess they're just going up and talking to everybody involved, and everyone's just giving casual interviews. It almost feels like it's an Onion News Network. Piece. It's so crazy. But yeah, I have the same question too. Like, was he like just so mad, just like, and just like, oh, and the guy was asleep also. So he's like gone and kicked him in the ass while he was asleep. But did he like Uh. just just get so enraged and just kicked him in the ass and then his foot went in the ass? But I'm like, how would it get through all his clothes, you know what I mean, to actually get into the asshole? So did he actively (laughs) pull his pants down and then just like, Kick it then, and then it went in the asshole. Or did he like actually like I'm squeezing my foot into the asshole? Like how did it happen?
0: I don't know. Oh, <sighs> wow.
1: Yeah, but anyway, he died from yeah internal injuries from the foot in his ass. Oh, so
0: I bet his girlfriend is so mad at
1: him. She's just, you should see her. She's just sort of like, I don't get it. He was like my, uh, he was like a brother to him because the the victim was friends, was the brother of uh, his best friend. So it's like, she's just she's kind of rolling her eyes like, like it was like just a little bar fight in her honor and she was like stupid. Like that's how she acts. Yes. It's so weird. Anyway, I'll oh. definitely put a link to that on the website, but okay, anyway, good. so. Yeah, so but it just gives a whole new meaning to um, you know I'm gonna put my boot in your ass.
0: <laughs> we'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American yes. way. <laughs> that's a line. That's a line from that Trace Ad- the. Oh, fuck, which song was it that came out right after 9/11? Trace Adkins. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny. I was investigating because as soon as I heard about that, there was this song that I never actually heard, but um, my friend used to sing it when we were about 12 or 13. And I thought it went, I'm the kind of guy that was built to last. You fuck with me. I put my foot up your ass. And so I just, and so I like texted her in Australia. <laughs> this is the text she got. What was that song you used to sing that went like this? I need to know by next Monday. <laughs> Uh, she said she said it was NWA And that she didn't remember what the song was Oh my and then god, I, asked, I
0: could try to find it for you I, might I have found it TV. now It's
1: called Gangster Gangster, so I found out But I had to ask, I asked my black coworker. I'm like, were well, you went to NWA? And she's like, yeah And so, I, and so I, I, I quoted the lyrics to her And she's like, oh yeah, yeah And she's like, I know it, I know it And then she came back to me, she's like, yeah, it's Gangster Gangster And I was like, okay, thank you Oh my gosh Am I allowed to say the N word to a black person when I'm quoting a rap song?
0: I don't, I wouldn't. That's just me.
1: I did but cuz we talked oh, about did. like in context with Tarantino wow. movies and stuff like we talked about this early when we both seen Django Unchained you know and she's yeah. like she's like she doesn't have a problem with it in context so I said it but like what cuz the actual the actual lyrics are I'm the type of nigga that was built to last you fuck with me I put my foot up your ass cuz I'm the type of nigga that's built to last if you fuck with me I put my foot in your ass. So uh yeah, so I said I said the N word then when I was saying that lyric, but it was like nigga. So I don't know. And she, but was cool she, with didn't, it. she didn't seem to have a problem with it. But it would have been so lame if I said, I'm the type of N word that was built to last me I put, I put <laughs> a photo.
0: <laughs> I was saying to um this is our, our pastor actually was over the other night and um I was he's like, Where'd you grow up? and I was kinda of telling him and and i go yeah you're talking to a girl whose dad had a framed confederate flag in his office while i was growing up and he's yeah and he goes yeah after seminary i moved to the south side of chicago with um with three of my friends and two of them were african-american and you know the other you know the other one he's just a southern guy you know southern white guy from like north carolina or somewhere and he goes, so, so the two African-American guys were out when, you know, right when we were moving in, my roommate, the other roommate from South Carolina, tried to put a Ameri- uh, Confederate flag up on the wall. He goes, and I was trying <gasps> to tell him, you don't do that. And so we're in the middle of this discussion, and when our other roommates come home, and he said, they go, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> he said it was a really bad Scene, and the guy was so stubborn he didn't take it down for another day and i'm like that sounds like my dad like my dad would be like why are you trying to get me to take down my flag
1: oh my god that's so fucked up um when you said uh, your your pastor was over <laughs> for dinner it reminded me that last week when i was editing I was Uh talking about that penis pasta, and then later I talked about someone else being a pasta, and that it sounded the
0: same. (laughs) That I was (laughs) talking the same. (laughs) Did you notice
1: it? I was talking about pasta and
0: pasta. (laughs) Yeah. Just in context, I guess. Yeah, in context, it made sense. Yeah. We did have a pastor like 12 years ago who had it to leave his penis. the church because Sorry. he showed his wiener to the secretary. So he oh! might be a penis pastor.
1: That's totally a penis pastor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, I understand you saw three documentaries this weekend. Martha. Saw, I'm I calling you her. Martha. Martha. <laughs> The reason I'm calling Stephanie Martha is because you know we work on the document, you know, with our list of topics throughout the week, and then she, you know I kind of arrange it in the order we want to do it, and then she prints it out. But sometimes she leaves it at work, so, so today when I she leaves on the printer. So she had on there. Stephanie saw three documentaries this weekend, and so I changed it to Martha just so that if she forgot it, it wouldn't be linked
0: back to her. <laughs> But then it that turns so out there's a lady named Martha at your work. I love that. I felt so seen to use the therapy word. You felt so what? Like she sees. I felt so seen when you did that. Like, oh, she gets me, and she's thinking ahead to take care of me. Yes, I, was. So I might leave. I might leave this document that says "penis <laughs> pasta" and cookbook of semen-based recipes on the printer with my name <laughs> on it. <laughs> I got you back. So yeah, I saw okay three documentaries this weekend. It was a banner weekend. Okay, first one I saw was Room Two Thirty Seven, which is based on The Shining. The um, theories that all these Shining scholars have, and I adore The Shining. You know, I'm I'm, Mm. you love it too, don't you?
1: I've only seen it once.
0: Um, I've seen it, you know, probably at least ten times, and I I Uh super love it. So anyway, I was really excited about. ...about this documentary... ...and Carrie got it on iTunes... ...that's the only place you can get it right now... ...I believe... Um, ...and she brought it over... ...and we watched it with Dawn and DW... ...but we were all disappointed in it... ...and I felt like the theories... ...were kind of like Jonah's friends... ...like people were going... Now, if you look here, the allegory for the, it's just stuff that they, <laughs> I felt it was really, there was pretty far fetched. Right. So I'd be interested to hear what other people um, think of it. But because yeah. I was so worked up for it and I was like, <laughs> it just wasn't that creepy or mysterious because you have like a bunch of old self important people that are just like talking and talking and talking and talking. Anyway. I think I would have been more interested in seeing, like, you know, behind the scenes filming. Because they did show um, a clip of Jack or um, Jack Nicholson freaking out before he did the act scene where he was going to (laughs) chop down the door. Oh my God, Simone, he looks so much like Gaz Coombs back in the day. i've I've always thought that when i watched the shining but like yeah he just really was reminding me of him and so he he did like a little pre-freak out before he was gonna chop down the door and that was amazing because that was you know not supposed to be on camera and they had like the crew kind of walking around going oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) so that's the type of thing that i get off on so anyway room 237 um was the first thing i saw second documentary i saw was capturing the freedman's which is about um, a family in New Jersey and the dad was a computer teacher after school for young children and he was convicted of molesting them um, in weird ways. So everyone's like, you know watch out for this but i was like you know what at work i have to read so many of these cases that i would like to see some example where the perpetrator is brought to justice yeah, so yeah. i was i had a great time watching this like because i was just like yay he's getting caught and i don't i hear the you know the bad end so much of yeah, the time yeah. so um i had different response to it than a lot of people i think but um yeah it was nuts i mean it was terrible and sick but um it's just very interesting. Because you don't think that stuff exists, but of course it does. and um, Yeah. So that was nutty. Um, okay. Very uplifting. My favorite of all three. This is on Netflix Instant. Documentary called I Think We're Alone Now. Have you heard Oh, of I've it?
1: seen that. Yeah, I saw it. Isn't maybe it a year ago. So okay. great. Yeah, oh, yeah. So good. Totally
0: it's totally awesome. It's um, about two stalkers of Tiffany, the singer. Yes. And, Still, um, today, this stalkers- day and age,
1: not from 20 years ago these are current in fact tiffany's era was like 25 years ago yeah these are current tiffany stalkers
0: yes yes they've like they've really stood the test of time like one of them had restraining orders and he seemed very harmless he had asperger's or something and um and then the other was um his dad was in vietnam and it was um bombed with agent orange and they think that that had something to do with making this person a little bit physically different yeah. and so he was intersexual I think is how they described him in, um, or her she kind of changed genders throughout the, the movie but it was so fascinating it was really well done I think we're alone now um, maybe the best movie I've ever seen in my life is what I was saying oh. while I was watching it
1: <laughs> it's pretty fucking great it's great yeah. you know if you're a fan of stuff it's it's just you know fascinating, you know, fan stalker document, so yeah, no, I I also highly recommend it, though I haven't seen it in a while and fuzzy on a lot of the details but uh, yeah, I remember I loved it, so well that's pretty great well I saw, um Uh, a documentary also which was actually like seeing two documentaries because it was in two parts two movie length parts Um, it was this Woody Allen documentary and uh, are you into Woody Allen at all?
0: I am I just read Radio Days the other day I haven't seen it yet but I really like him yeah
1: Cause I I've only seen probably I counted like four or five of his movies, uh-huh. and I've liked them like not like they're the greatest thing ever or anything but I've in, I've enjoyed them you know I've seen Annie Hall I've seen that one with Larry David and Greg didn't like the Larry David one it's like it's just like all the shit he does and I'm like well it's good to me because I haven't seen much of the other <laughs> stuff so it's I guess it's like he's doing the same thing over but if you had not seen it already then it's sort of like oh this is good so I liked oh, that right. but a lot of people hated that and I saw. Um, to Roam with Love, the last one, which is coming. Oh, I hated saw that in the theater. God, that was a piece of fucking stupid shit so that was really really annoying and stupid but um anyway so like the first part's really interesting and i I, I find his his journey to stardom very interesting you know how he sort of how he started writing just for his local paper and he started getting writing jobs and started doing comedy and it just it was it's an interesting evolution to how he started um making his films but um but then the more they got into it then they got into like the, the second half of the documentary and they sort of like yeah he doesn't really direct and yeah he lets us change the lines and it started to seem to me more like an emperor the emperor's new clothes kind of thing where everyone's huh. just so oh yeah this is Woody Allen he's supposed to be so great and just seeing things that I was sort of seeing as laziness you know what I mean just right, like right. doing things in one take yeah yeah that's fine let's move on it's just like no <laughs> you should you should just you should work that you know what I mean and try and get a better performance it just sounded like there was a lot of laziness um uh that that it somehow worked i think and i think that the actors love it because they feel so empowered you know because he lets me change right. the words and oh my god he's so happy with me so quickly and he drew this out of me it just sounds like he kind of doesn't make that much of an effort you know and i also yeah. don't like his doing a movie a year thing because i it's that whole when i went to the l ron hubbard um exhibit they try and tell you how great he was, and one of the things they say is he could write ten thousand words a day. And oh, I'm always please. like, does quality of a quantity mean anything to you, people? Yeah, and it's the same thing with Woody Allen. It's like I've got to do I'm doing a movie a year. It's like, how about you take some time and make some of these better than others? You know what I
0: mean? Okay, Tommy Wiseau.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, I don't know. It kind of didn't leave me wanting to rush out and see any more movies of his, actually. Yeah. though I spent, you know, how long did I spend? Like, three and a half hours watching about, learning about Woody Allen. So
0: yeah that's interesting
1: <laughs> yeah so that's sort of my overall feeling about that but it's still definitely the first half's more enjoyable than the second half but yeah that's also on Netflix streaming so uh, I do recommend it if you're a fan so and they didn't talk oh. enough about his uh, about the Soon-Yi drama which is obviously the juiciest part of the whole story
0: <laughs> which drama oh sun yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. crazy
0: yep so you have a guy who called the work its sort he swore at you
1: he didn't swear at me he was just all right as you've already heard I, throughout the show already i've said the word fuck cunt and you know anything after that is just not as bad you know so i'm not, no yeah. no problem with swearing but this guy called he was asking for something that we didn't carry and i just said he's like i need this blah 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 blah, blah. and i said oh yeah no we do this we don't carry that and he said oh shit and i was just like <laughs> Who calls a business and just talks to people like that? You know, just because I swear, it's like I'm swearing to my audience. I know who I'm swearing to, you know. I'm not going to just go up to random people I'm doing business with and just swear. You know what I mean? So it's just really, it's it's funny how you can get offended at something you would do because you're offended by the context in which Uh the person's using it. You know what I mean? It's like, you're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot for saying shit. (laughs)
0: Well, didn't you say when you went to see Bunyan at work, they were cursing in front of you and you were kind of like taken aback, even though you can like cuss with the best of them. You're just like, hey, you guys don't know me. This is an office. and <laughs> I think so.
1: I don't know if it was a Bunyan's work. Or it could have been, yeah. But I think until you start, maybe the I mean they I mean in Australian workplaces though I know we used to swear in front of each other a lot more than I feel that we do here. So um, yeah, yeah. But until you, start, I, I'm always the sort of offended when people are just brazenly swearing without assessing, you know, people's you know swear acceptance level, you know. And the guy yep. called back. He like hung up, and then you know I told him he didn't have what he wanted. And then he called back and he claimed he'd talk to someone else and they. would told him that he could go and find what he wanted at this place and I was like I don't think so because I hadn't spoken to him since and no one else had answered the phone in the 30 seconds I got up and walked away from my desk in the time between I think he would called someone else and got confused because he was just calling all over he's like you know I'm just trying to find this stuff you know I mean they've got me by the balls I'm like what's wrong with you you just t- wow, <laughs> saying got me by the balls shit just I just hated this little upstart that didn't know how to like call a business and make a request you know so yeah so i was really annoyed by it even though he didn't say anything that i wouldn't say
0: (laughs) he deserves some of your gay fabric
1: (laughs) that's right
0: (laughs) okay so listener emily in england sent me the book called cunt a declaration of independence (laughs) and it's so i don't know i love it it's just kind of like a you know 21st Century Feminist Manifesto but it kind of gives um, a bunch of history and um, the previous generation of feminism and and who was kind of at the forefront of that and what it looks like now and um, has some Betty Dodson references but I had the book out last night and my 8 year old Lolly comes up and she goes cunt! What does cunt mean? and I was like hey honey it's about time for you to get your pajamas on so I deflected that one
1: did you feel like you like she lost her innocence or something?
0: You know what? Not that bad. <laughs> it, was mainly, it was mainly a, a struggle not to laugh. Because <laughs> once I laugh, it's all over. And they're like, you know, she would never stop saying cunt if she yep. caught me laughing at that. <laughs> but in her sweet little voice. What does cut mean? <laughs> Gosh, I wish
1: there was a recording of that as shocking and as, shocking as it would be.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: I know. I know. It's so sad but it's very no idea. Good.
0: And I am so glad that Emily sent it to me. And, yeah. It's a good read. What? Informative. Excellent. Fun for boys and girls. <laughs> Tops. Let's so, that um, on that note, I guess we'll wrap things up. Um, please go to com to see visuals of what we were talking about on this episode. Yep. And if you're going to buy something from Amazon, go to donkini.com and click through our page so that we don't have to keep reminding you every week. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and until next time, bye Simone.
1: Bye Stephanie. Bye. bye. Now
0: that your pictures are paper being red- All you gotta tell me now is wow, wow
1: Partnership with feralaudio.com, an artist friendly podcast collective. This artist reserves the rights to their materials.
0: Visit feralaudio.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast.